0: message that you have prepared for, for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord. Bless all those uh, who are watching us online, Lord. Bless their homes. Bless everything that belongs to her, uh, to them. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Give, give it up to God.
1: Do not trust stand before let's sing now one more time when he shall come when he shall come kings is the king of kings and the lord of all lords the soon coming king is coming back we praise your name jesus we magnify you a solid rock i hope our song we give to you tonight
0: Of late, the Lord has been teaching me the hierarchy of heaven and on earth. The will of the Lord is fulfilled without question in heaven above. We understand because of the fall of man, we have given over our authority to the enemy until Christ Jesus came. to bring all the evil to subjection to the completed work of Christ. Tonight I want to declare cancer is defeated in the name of Jesus. Tonight I want to pray for the Donaldson family, co-worker of Lance Simpson, have a two-year-old they're calling in the hospice saying there's no hope for this child. I want us to pray over this child tonight that God would heal. Kenny Murdoch was diagnosed with cancer, melanoma. He's got four spots on his brain, one in his lung. He is in treatment right now. We're going to speak against this cancer. Danny Stroud was diagnosed with prostate cancer just a week or so ago. We're going to pray for him. I've got a list here. 15 individuals. I want us to pray for Danny Clayton going in procedure on Friday. Paula Ballinger needs touching her body. Lana Music, Susan Morrison, Belinda Williams, Haley Brady. Loopy needs deliverance from this disease of cancer. Glenn Jones, we want to play for the Gossett family for the loss of a loved one. Randall Mitchell had surgery this week and he is recovering. I want to pray for him. I will also want to tell you tonight that the music pastor we've been praying for in Bowie, Texas. His name is Jeff. Had a brain bleed due to COVID. Went into a coma, 41 years of age. Uh, woke up yesterday. Amen. He's got a long road to recovery, but we're going to pray. Lance Simpson's mother, no infection in her body. Praise God. I want you right now if you've got a knee just lift it before the Lord I want to begin to call out in the name of Jesus and begin to curse these things that have attacked the body of Christ father in the name of the Lord Jesus cancer is defeated at Calvary cancer has been cured on the cross and in the name of Jesus we pray right now over the bodies over the Donaldson baby Lord God that to be healed in the name of the Lord God that Kenny Lord God and Danny and loopy Lord that their bodies will Will be healed, that these abnormal cells, Lord God, would be extinguished in their body, Lord, and the normal cells will begin to consume them. And Father, you will raise them up. Lord, we believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those that are suffering in body, those that are facing procedures, those who need a touch in their heart, touch in their home, touch in their body, Lord, right now. Those that are in this room that are recovering, Lord, from the aftermath of COVID, I pray, Father, that the symptoms will be removed and that, Lord, you will raise them up and give them strength father we thank you lord god we know that your will lord god thy will on earth as it is in heaven thy will in this house as it is in heaven thy will in these homes as it is in heaven and father we pray these things believing tonight that lord god what you did was more far more than enough to take care lord of every sickness every disease lord god Lord, we magnify your name. And, Lord, we great, great, great is our God. We thank you, Lord God, that Lupe's body is healed in the name of Jesus. Father, we love you and we praise you tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the comfort of your spirit, Lord God, upon the Gossett family. Lord, thank you, Lord, for wrapping your arms around them, Lord. I thank you for your peace tonight and those that are in this house that need That revelation, Lord God, of your nearness, Lord. Let them feel right now, in Jesus' name, your touch. Everybody say amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. You may be seated tonight. Thank you, worship team. Let's give these guys some love tonight. Come on. Come on. Why don't you take your Bibles with me, if you will. And I want us to go to 2 Kings, the sixth chapter. 2 Kings, the sixth chapter. As you're turning there, let me invite all of the men to men's prayer breakfast on Saturday. So we will not be having a a prayer meeting in here, but we will be having men's prayer breakfast uh, next door, and that's going to be at 8 o'clock. Also, uh, the single mother's ministry, uh, the Savvy Sisterhood, they're going to have a meeting on Sunday the 6th at 1 p.m. at the Adcock Home. Also, if you're interested in ministry, if you're a ministry leader, uh, I want to encourage you, if you have not yet attended, I want to encourage you to attend the on ramp. Also, the the girls, the girls Ministry Impact Missions Fundraiser is, is starting and is continuing, and they're selling chocolate-covered strawberries all the way up until Valentine's. And so, if you will, uh, get your order, let them know so they can know how to prepare. Also, I'm looking forward to the revival coming up in February. I want to encourage you to be in prayer about that. We're not looking for a series of meetings, but we're looking for a move of the Lord. And uh, I just believe God is going to do great things uh, in this meeting. Amen. As you, as you will, if you will, turn with me to Second uh, Kings, the sixth chapter, and I just want to say how much I appreciate Crossroads family. Amen. As I, I tell you, folks, that uh, in the day that we're living in, we need each other. Now more than ever, we need each other to uplift in prayer, to encourage, to strengthen, to, to, to continue in that, that unity and community that God has brought us together with. I want you to look here in 2 Kings, the 6th chapter. I'll switch mics on you. 2 Kings, the 6th chapter. Now, we, we know the story as we look here. Uh, we see that the Lord keeps messing up the plans of the Syrian and I'm not going to read all of it we're going to start there in verse 15 but just kinda give you a just an overview of what's taking place and I'm gonna draw some things out of there we're gonna continue uh, what we started last week in changing the conversation changing the conversation uh, changing that internal dialogue and I hope before you leave tonight that we're gonna, we're gonna move about through some few, a few scriptures, but I'm hoping tonight that with the continuation of what we started last week, that'll help you to, to see uh, that God is not against you, but God is for you, and that you have control over your thoughts. Amen, you, you, got, you got control over your thoughts. It's not, uh, it's not left into the enemy's care, it's not left into the situation's care, but you can actually have a healthy happy thought life good news to somebody but as we look here tonight I want to start with a story here as Elisha is here and he keeps messing up the enemy the king of Syria he goes out to attack Israel and every time that he plans his attack uh, Elisha gives warning or word to the leader to the king and says don't go there and don't camp there and move yourself from over there well this happened time and time again what's amazing to me and I I don't know how word got back to the king of Syria but there was a servant how is it it's always the servants are in the know it was the servants that were at the wedding of Canaan that, that saw Jesus turn the water to wine. It was, it was the servants that, that get in on the, the inside knowledge. It was the servant girl that told uh, Naaman where the prophet lived that could heal him. And uh, you, It's just the serv that's a message right there. It's the, the servants get the intel. But there's a there's some servant there then and he has the intel on what's really happening because he's wanting to know who is spying for the enemy and they said no one it's the prophet that lives over there in Israel he knows what plans you make behind closed doors in your bedroom he knows what you're what you're about to do and he tells the king well where is this prophet well, last I heard he was down in Dothan now Elijah's there and don't you know that Elisha had the intel as to where the king would be? They didn't catch him by surprise when he showed up to Dothan. In fact, he went to bed that night and went to sleep. He was, sl- he was sleeping restfully, and then the next morning, lo and behold, we take up the story, and, and I'm reading out of the, the modern English version I like one one trans, I like this translation here the way it the way it states this it kind of puts us back where we were last week It says when a servant verse 15 when the servant of the man of god rose early in the morning and went out a force a force surrounded the city both with horses and chariots and his servant said alas my master what will we do he said do not be afraid can somebody hear me if you don't hear anything else do not be afraid you've got options of emotions and that's not one we're going to reach for do not be afraid for there are more with us than with them Then Elisha prayed Lord open his eyes and let him see so the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elisha Wow Wow now as we look here what could be seen in the natural world a Force of surrounding opposition. That was what was seen and even felt by the servant that was there in Dothan. He woke up and looked, and there's a force that can be seen surrounding the covenant people. we are well aware that in the scene today there's a force that is surrounding the covenant people in opposition to the work of the kingdom of God now last week we discovered that floods furnaces and storms reveal hearts we discovered that last week did we not that when you're in the midst of a storm you can see that your heart will be revealed In the midst of a furnace, you can discover that your heart will be revealed. And what we did note last week is that stress provokes the negative self-talk. Stress provokes the negative self-talk. Say, what is self-talk? Self-talk is that it's my internal dialogue. It's, It's the conversation I have with myself. That's why we call it self-talk now we're not promoting self we're just talking about a healthy state of mind but because of our beliefs because of our experiences because of our trust our mistrust that we can discover that that internal dialogue it can be positive or it can be negative but what we're after is not is to take the self-talk and turn it into spirit talk because the spirit talk is going to be the word speaking and I'm not here trying to cast condemnation that's not the the reason for this message it's not to spank you because you you've had some negative self-talk it happens to all of us and sometimes we don't even realize it until we get into those stressful situations and all of a sudden the thing that was in our heart we didn't realize was in our heart, it starts coming up inside of us and it starts flooding our mind. And we have these, these voices that, that sound a lot like our own because many times it is our own voice as we begin to talk about the reason why things are happening. Now, a few quotes that I didn't I didn't bother to give person's credit, we'll just put it out there. Don't be a victim of ne- negative self-talk. Don't be a victim of negative self-talk. You got to remember you're always listening. In <laughs> fact, you should talk to yourself like you would talk to someone you love. Hey, you Come on. Come on. Somebody going through the same circumstance you're going through and you encourage them, but you beat yourself to oblivion You dummy you idiot why did you do that does you you tell somebody else going through the same circumstance? You're like, oh, it's okay. Give yourself a pass. Give yourself some grace, man. It's all right. You'll make it. I love you You big dummy Come on You know you're living there You change your thoughts you'll change your world loving or hating the life I am living is solely all in my repeated self-talk I want you to know I pray for your health your wealth and your well-being on a daily basis I want to see you walking and living in victory I want to walk in victory I want to see the church arise to the occasion of the day that we're living I want to see smiles in your heart and in your home and peace resting within your within your mind but I have discovered that many times that myself included I, I'm on the same train you are myself included that many times we sabotage our own well-being by our self-talk. Now, I know a great theologian, and she's beautiful to boot, but she she wrote this down in, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and I think it's so telling. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, she's somewhere over here to my left. But it's I just titled it Sabotage. And and I'd like to read it to you before we get deeper into this into this message tonight. Sabotage. It's time to stop, folks, first off, it's time to stop the self-sabotaging conversation we're having with ourselves. Would you agree? Sabotage. Mine is the way of suffering when I suffer at my own hands. The enemy of my suffering is always too close to run from or to hide from. Victimization is inevitable when I am vanquished by my own self Blaming others or circumstances is useless because it leads to retreat from perceived danger And focus forces isolation with the real captor Which is me Sabotage is not going to work for my victory self-sabotaging thoughts lead to self-sabotaging beliefs which lead to self-sabotaging actions take captives the thoughts that are discordant with God's word a promise hope and victory it's time to declare his word it's the little foxes the nagging thoughts the hopeless posturing positions me by the pool of pity which allows and attracts apathy self-sabotage not only hurts me it hurts everyone amen I believe the Lord had given that to Andrea and I believe it's something that we need to cling to our key scripture that we talked about last week is casting down arguments where are those arguments being cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ now before the cross we are subject to that negative self-talk and it is self afflicted and we are our own captive and we are there because we are under the rule Of the darkened prince of this world we are under the rule of a lower self nature but when we come into covenant with the Living God now we have been given authority now we have been given the right that we can take authority over our own thoughts if it were not so then Paul would not have written this to the letter this letter in this word in Corinth But we also see, and another translation says it this way, in the Passion Translation, it says we can demolish every deceptive fantasy or citadels of argumentation that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Woo! Now, that sounds like victory, does it not? Have you come from uh, uh, situations in In your history and your in your heritage your history and your habits uh, and you you are born into a house uh, filled with worry filled with depression filled with oppression would you come into relationship with the Living God you now have every right as a child of God To order, just like a policeman on the street has the right to pull people over because they're speeding or breaking the law. When your thoughts are breaking the law of love in Christ, you can pull them over, set them down, stand on their head and say no more. (laughs) We're not living there, we're not walking there, we're not going to continue there my mother may have depression my father may die to, from suicide but I'm not living there in fact I'm drawing the line in the sand I'm crossing the Rubicon I'm not going back I am finished with that I'm finished with with sight walking and low living I am going on to the things of the Lord we're not living there you notice every time that the Lord opens the door to advancement In the kingdom of God, there's opposition, and it shocks us every single time. It blows us away that there's a giant standing at our door. That giant of fear, that giant of insecurity, that giant of stress and worry and self-sufficiency is always standing there. They have the same the same dialogue they re- all receive the same email and they're all reading from the same script you're no good you can't do this this is bigger than you you might as well quit there's so many other people qualified you just as well if your past is going to catch up with you people are going to know how much you don't know if you've never heard those voices, I'll get wonder if you've ever been challenged in your faith. So stress can cause this this self-talk to become negative. And now all of a sudden we see the world not as it is. Such a good statement. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. If I look through a this lens and what I can see and all I can rehearse is what is in front of me and around me if if all I can rehearse is is the hopelessness that keeps pumping through the airways and I, I keep looking at the things around me and the the bombardment and this force of opposition that that comes in then it causes things in my heart to belief that can't get any further from this. And what's the world coming to and there's there's no hope and then that negative self talk and starts bleeding in and becomes real real personal. Starts saying things that are contrary to the book. So what happens folks is if we allow that self talk to continue we find ourselves in despair but folks what I want to show you is that we're here and we're looking at Elisha and his servant and the servant wakes and perceives there's a force surrounding master wake up wake up did you miss the intel on this one what is going to happen to us immediately prophet declares do not be afraid do not allow fear to grip your heart you can see this but what you see is not all there is what you see right now is a reality there is an encampment against the covenant people of God. There is a reality of a disease that is rampant in our world today. There is a reality that this world is uh, is deteriorating all around us, uh, and that depravity is becoming uh, more deprived, uh, and the desperateness is becoming more desperate. And yes, economic uh, crisis is is looming in the land. Oh yes, you can look around, uh, and you can see that all around. Uh, but just don't be afraid, church. Because what you see is not all there is. You can't visually, with your natural eye, see. But what was present, what was present, that Elijah, the prophet, asked the Lord to give him some perception some understanding let the let the at the eyewear of the natural world be lifted just 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 peel back the curtain father just peel it back and let him peer into what is really here sitting around us just let him just just let the heavens for a moment just begin to roll back and let him look over and see that what he couldn't see before in the natural Let him, let the church see by faith that though you can't see the Lord he is there though you can't see the see the armies and the force of heaven they are certainly here and it's a an innumerable host of angels that are all around in fact let him begin to see that they're far more for us than against us far more for us than against us oh how does that change the conversation in every possible way because we've got to speak from the things that we know to be true We've got to speak from the, from the heavens, uh, uh, heaven's viewpoint uh, so that we can have victory here upon earth. We've got to walk and know this, folks, that uh, God uh, has done so much for us. How do we know these things? We know them by faith. We know them. I wasn't at Calvary 2,000 years ago, but I have a witness. He's called and his name is the Holy Spirit. and He assures me that I am a child of the King. He assures me that he has a plan and a purpose for his people. He assures me that I'm not rejected, but accepted. He assures me what Jesus said on earth is true for me today. As real as it was, the moment. The moment that he spoke it so what we see is that God has given us the authority by faith to bring our thoughts into subjection to him now stay with me just for a moment through Jesus atoning sacrifice he alone bridge the chasm between the loving heavenly father and the fallen earthly man we see that jesus our victorious king not only paid the necessary redemptive price for our indebtedness he also vanquished the hold of the enemy over us jesus settled the hostility between us and the father by conquering hear this the alienated mind giving us the authority to subjugate every thought and render it subservient to the king Depravity, depression, alienation, rejection can no longer, longer separate us from our Savior unless we choose to surrender our victory to our separatist thoughts. The Holy Spirit rested. I got this Sunday morning when Andrea began to talk about the fire. When she began to, in, in her exhortation, as she began to talk about the fire, I observed where the Holy Spirit set the flame he set the flame above the head above each head above each mind the Holy Spirit brings the illuminating heavenly conversation to our minds allowing our words to produce life without the conquering hear this without the conquering of the alienated mind without that the kingdom could not come forth in my life. Are you hearing me? Without the conquering of that alienated mind that only produces that negative self-talk, it will prevent the kingdom of God finding fullness in my life. Without, folks, victory over self, without victory over myself, the payment for sin and the judgment of Satan will have no real lasting effect. God has bestowed upon us an extraordinary gift. That extraordinary gift. It is the mind of Christ. The mind that is in perfect harmony with the Father the mind that is walking in acceptance the mind that is living in peace the mind that welcomes the will and the promises of god the mind that brings me out of alienation into harmonious alignment with the father the mind of christ let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus It's a mind. It's a let. See, here's what we need to know. It's funny how the whispers of the Holy Spirit in prayer, some of you know what I'm talking about, when you're walking along and he just kind of, it's like, did you say something? Did you? I had one of those moments this week and the Lord said, nobody can have entrance to your mind but what you let them. In other words, my thoughts are my own. My thoughts are my thoughts. Your thoughts are your thoughts. What I allow in here between my ears and my visceral and my cognitive understanding, it's all given to me by the Lord. These are my thoughts. But see, so often we're blaming others for the, for the thoughts that we have. And I understand pain. I understand suffering. I understand injustice. I understand a, a failure. I understand personal failure. I understand what that feels like. I understand when somebody hurts you, disappoints you, one that you trust and you're close to, and it's not fair, it's not just, it's not right. And I understand those things that try to come in. But let me tell you, folks, you are not responsible for other people's responses, but you are responsible for your response. So when the enemy comes, and so often the children of God, and I've shared this with you over and over, this revelation, this revelation, When we talk about depression, when we talk about oppression, when we talk about addiction, children of God, that does not have a hold on you. You are covenanted with the Lord. You are holding on to it. That sounds a little harsh, preacher. You don't know what I went through. No, I understand and I am empathetic of your situation. But what I do know that it's more powerful for you to know that there is a letting on your part and that letting on your part is allowing the thoughts of Jesus to enter into your mind because you have been given that authority. You have been allowed the authority of your own mind. There is no one that's going to be able to stand before you all the days of your life. How do I know that? Because the Word declares it. And I know that the Word declares that over Jesus. And that's who the Father was speaking to. But that gives me even more confidence because I know that nothing can stand before Him. Wait a minute wait a minute what's going to happen to me if I take responsibility for for my thoughts what's going to happen to me if all of a sudden I can't blame my lower nature child of God you have one nature I had the lower nature when I was living in the lower region When I was living in sin, I had a sin nature. God's not splitting his personality. When I entered in, I entered into God and God wholly entered into me. Now what I do have uh, is is an old worn out history habit that leads, history and heritage that leads to my habits. I've got a lot of ruts in my brain that leads me down a trail that I don't need to go because, because I, I'm living in a natural world. But let me tell you, just because I'm living in a natural world doesn't mean that I'm not connected to the supernatural world. To where now I'm not living in this lower state of affairs. Now I live in a, in a higher place, or I can choose to. I can choose to look beyond what I can see and start looking at what I cannot see in faith and trusting in what God has done. But see, this dual nature, it, 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 this theology that I preached myself is—I've come to discover—it is destructive to the child of God because Jesus did not come to be an example for us he is the example of us and when I enter into the kingdom of God he has entered into me because where the king is the kingdom exists and now I can walk and live and move through the power of Jesus Christ because my life is in him and I am hidden and I know that there was some thoughts going on because I can see your faces tonight but let me encourage you as you look there to chew on that nugget a little bit I'm telling you when my when 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 new ideas hit me it takes a little while to seep beyond my thick skull and get into my heart it does I'm a hard sell you don't want to go go to a car lot I've walked off of many a place I'm just not, I'm not an easy sell. I'm sorry, I'm just not. It takes a little while to get beyond all of this. So I don't fault you. Don't take my word for it. Go back to the word of God. Flesh it out for yourself. Begin to walk in the things of God and see if the Lord is split. I tell you, when he took me out of sin, he took me all the way out of sin to bring me all the way into the place of holiness. Where does holiness arise? It arises from the completed work of Jesus Christ. Period. What I have to learn to do is to walk in the newness of the mind and choose Jesus Christ. Amen. So as we look, we got to let this mind. Now, the mind there is an interesting word. You can, if you got just a couple more minutes, I'm going to share this with you that mind means to have understanding it means to think to judge, to direct the mind to observe, to take care of it comes from the word that means inner perspective or insight and what happens with this inner interspec- perspective and insight there's an outward behavior as a result of what's going on in that mind man so what we see is my beliefs dictate my behavior my beliefs are rehearsed in my self-talk come on now don't check out on me just yet I got four more minutes My beliefs are reflected in my self-talk. And we can walk, and then we get hit. My belief gets hit. What we have to do is we have to take those <clears throat> arrogant thoughts that are rising against the knowledge of God, step in in our authority and say, no, this is not happening because God's mad at me get down no this is not happening because god hates me shut up so i'm sorry there's any little ones in here shut up in my house was a was a curse word anything you wouldn't want a two-year-old to say it was a curse word in our house so you can say to the devil shut up but don't tell your kids that okay so as we look here, we see that if there's, there's thoughts there, I have the authority, I'm not subject to a lower nature because I have a new nature in Christ. Now I have the authority to say, no more, no more. You're not in control. You're going to get down, you're going to be quiet. I don't care how I feel right now. I don't care what it looks like right now. I will walk in faith and I will stand on your head until you get tired of being around. Now, this is a thought that just ran through some of your minds. That's good for the preacher. That's good for the preacher. But I'm not one of the worthy ones. God created us all equal. He's the one that makes us worthy. He's the one who wants to have such a glorious conversation with you to let you know that your sins have been paid for that satan is defeated and guess what the best news of all i have changed your nature and now you have authority over your thoughts now you have the right to walk in the rights of the kingdom of god because you're an heir and joint heir with me and my spirit declares that to you so stop responding by what the forces around you are telling you and start looking up to heaven and in and by and through faith now I don't know because the scripture doesn't tell us if Elisha saw those chariots or just knew they were there come on it doesn't matter but what we do know if we believe the Word of God is that he got a glimpse of what was there and let me tell you they have not broken camp they're still there and they are surrounded around the covenant people of god and the weapons of our warfare they are not carnal but they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds and i believe that the church as the lord i better save this for sunday i know it may lose some savor I can repeat it. And no, that's a that's a carnal rule that you cannot. Preachers cannot repeat themselves. I feel guilty every time I go back to the same text. Oh, I got to live my messages. Stop that self-talk. You're not boring. <laughs> Jesus, his disciples must have. They heard him pray. Mm. I heard him pray and they said Lord teach us how to pray I heard your conversation with the Father felt something we want to know John taught his disciples could you teach us how to pray could you teach us how to approach the Father? He said yes, when you pray. It's not that we repeat this every time. This is our, this is our pattern, model, theological structure. Any other input there? Outline, principles. This is good. Our Father starts with relationship. Let your prayer life begin with relationship. Answer the question, how did I get in that relationship? How can I call him Father? Because I am a child of God. How to become a child of God because the Son lives inside of me. And He brought me into the perichoresis. He brought me into the relationship of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Why did He become human? So that He could bring us in to that relationship. Begin with relationship. Our Father who art in heaven, holy, hallow be Thy name. Thy name kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven see if i'm always struggling with the alienated mind i'm rejected and not accepted i am bound and not free I am, I have a nature that takes me away from God instead of takes me to God. The Lord is angry with me and he has no use for me. Then I'm not walking in that relationship that I'm intended to walk in as an heir and joint heir with Jesus Christ. But when I step into that relationship of a son to the true father, now, I'm conquering that alienated mind now that self-talk is spirit talk because now when those thoughts come how do I subjugate them I jab them in the eyeballs and I shove the word right into their mouth <laughs> oh, now I can't do this not according to the word the word tells me that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Zorro, you got nothing on this. Oh, you're going to falter and fail and there's no way you're going to succeed. No, no one will be able to stand before me all the days of my life. As I was with Moses, I am with you. Zip, zip, slam. You're down already, amen? We could go on and on all night. (laughs) we find out folks let me put my sword away some of you get nervous but see if I don't conquer self our father relationship will I expect the kingdom to come forth Because we will measure the work of the power of the kingdom to our worth. Self-talk. Is it spirit talk? Or is it negative talk? And believe me, the enemy I have discovered does not like this message. because there's been a bombardment against us when it comes to these areas when it comes to these areas it tries to put the pressure a little tighter and a little closer tax your health tax your wealth tax your well-being that's why i pray over you health wealth and well-being tax your family your kids your your workplace your your, your, your job, your income, it just seems no holds bar against the church. But guess what? We don't have this alienated mind. We've been set free from that. We have an aligned mind with the Lord. We have the mind of Christ if we will let him in. It's time we take the negative self-talk Put it under subjection and start speaking the word of God. Our Father's word to our own heart. Stand, if you will. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. My God, your faithfulness. Faithfulness to your word, faithfulness to the hour, faithfulness to your church. Those of you that are here tonight, I just, I wanna close this service like this. I just want you to bow your heads right now. I I just want you to bow your heads. And I'm just, I'm not gonna call you to this altar, but right there where you're standing, I believe the Lord is gonna, he's gonna take the, 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 the principles that, of his word that was just spoken, and he's gonna remind you by the spirit, as he reminds me by the spirit. If that negative talk begins to surface, He's gonna he's gonna come before you and say no that's not how we're living now let's walk in the spirit let's walk by the word but if you're in this house tonight and this message has been so real to you the the reality of where your mind has been parked and your thought lives has many things that I said just resonated from where you're living right now and you say Lord I want your help I want your help tonight I want to look at what I cannot see and walk in that if that's you just lift your hand right there where you're at come on come on come on come on come on come on all across this room right now come on now let's all together with both hands just lift our hands to God Lord we surrender this battle to you Lord we surrender our thoughts to you Lord, we pray as the psalmist prayed, Lord God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, my self-talk, Lord God, let it be pleasing in your sight. Lord, I pray that there will be a rest that comes over your body, Lord God, and even in the midst of the storm, Lord God, as those are in transit, Lord God, from one destination to the other assignment, Lord God, that, Lord, they will not get troubled by the turbulence Lord God behavior around them but Lord that they will walk and they will rest in peace Lord even when the prophet was there in the city Lord God and the enemy was surrounded Lord he was at rest he was at rest not alarmed but Lord God took charge of the situation after he was awakened Lord I just believe there's an authority Lord God that we're going to walk in and that authority Lord is going to come from our knowledge, our understanding that the flame of the Holy Spirit that rests upon our minds is illuminating to us. That Lord God that we are called to be the head and not the tail. We are called to lead. Lord God we are called as children of the living God. Now I pray Father a freedom, a freedom of thought, a freedom of worship, a freedom of presence. That Lord that the yearnings of our heart for more of you, that you will begin the flood the spirit of those that are here tonight, and Lord, I believe there's a liberty coming, Lord God, that they will know that they know that they know that they are a child of the king, they are a child of the living God, and they are free tonight. Now, Lord, I pray for healthy gardens of Edens, Lord God, in their minds a fruitfulness, Lord God, a land that waters itself, Lord God, a land, oh, Lord God, that, Lord, they can walk in, Lord God, and live in, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for your grace and mercy, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. That the spirit of suicide is broken in the name of Jesus. That depression is, Lord God, is subjugated to the Lord God, the child of the Lord. It is subjugated, Lord God. Lord, it is vanquished, Lord God. It is destroyed by the power of the living God. We thank you, Lord, today. That our worth, Father, and our value, Lord, is in you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for your completed work. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I hope and pray to God that you feel better, that your thought life will be so much better. Amen. Tonight, we're going to pray for missionary Amy Farley. I know we prayed with her in the past, but I noticed,